Welcome to the First Read Ultimate Spider-Man podcast, where we break down Bendis' iconic run on Ultimate Spider- I'm not sure if it got all of that. I'm going to start over. Okay. Welcome to the First Read Ultimate Spider-Man podcast. Leave it in, Zach. Leave both of these in. Uh, Zach messed up the intro. I don't think I did. I just don't think it started recording when it should have. Welcome to the First Read Ultimate Spider-Man podcast, where we break down Bendis' iconic run on Ultimate Spider-Man, issues 1 through 160 in Earth 1610. I'm Zach, and with me as always, it's proud Kyle Pitts fantasy owner, John Opat. Yeah. And he's having a good couple of weeks, huh? Yeah, that's why you're a proud Kyle Pitts yep. fantasy owner. Yep. I texted my buddy uh, last week who dropped him. Because cause he tried to trade him for me like a couple weeks in a row. And I was like, I, I will give you nothing for Kyle Pitts. I don't want him on my team. And then he dropped him and I used one fruit fab dollar to pick him up. And he texted me and he was like, I thought you didn't want Kyle Pitts. So I was like, he's worth one fake dollar to me. <laughs> but I texted him last week. I was like, where on the bingo card is Kyle Pitts showing up and saving my fantasy season? <laughs> And he was like, that's not going to happen. Don't get your hopes up. Oh, it's going to happen. I love uh, it. How's your week been? Oh, dude. Um, my week's been pretty good. I uh, met some friends at the Old Spaghetti Factory last night and then Ooh. just kind of wandered the streets with them for a little bit and ended up at a barcade. That was what fun. A, what a punk rock thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I actually missed a really good local show to go do that instead so oh yeah my punk rock friends are probably like where the hell was that <laughs> but yeah oh, well that's awesome how are you i mean i kind of know but the listeners don't <clears throat> i have covid this week so it's been a bit of a tough one we thought maybe there was a chance we weren't going to get to record but uh but i've i i stocked up on day quill before we started so I should be good. But I can tell trooper. that my voice sounds sounds kind of scratchy, so that's why I'm going through COVID. But I'm getting better. I'm definitely on the upswing. It was a lot worse like three or four days ago. We're we're glad to hear that. Um, yep. Keep up the the good work. I guess the, the recovery. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to say that, but keep getting better. <clears throat> yeah. Thanks. I probably got all of my coworkers and kids sick. No, they probably the kids got you sick. No. No, that's not what happened. And here's that's how I know that's not what, what happens. Happened. No, because I listen, that's impossible. Normally I'd always say, yeah, it's the kids, but I was not at work last week, Tuesday afternoon through the rest of the week because of everything that was happening with Lucky. And then I went to a wedding on Friday, which is assuredly where I caught this. And uh, and then, of course, I worked Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We are on fall break now. So on Thursday, I did take a COVID test and it was positive. So I probably did get all of my coworkers and kids sick. So sorry. Sorry, coworkers and kids. Oof, you were patient zero. I know, dude. Yeah. Whenever a teacher gets sick, I always chalk it up to the kids because they are just harbingers of disease. <laughs> no, they, they are. Last year was my first year teaching and I was sick like every two weeks. It was like the worst thing ever. When Shiloh was with the really little kids, it was so bad for her because they'd be like, Miss Armour, can you tie our shoe? And she'd be like, sure. And then they'd cough right in her <laughs> face. Dude, every time I have to go into little kids' rooms, 
There's just like snot all over their face. It's just like the grossest thing I've ever seen. I'm like, oh my god, guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we we got anything else, or we want to we want to um, get started? Oh my gosh, I I actually felt like maybe I did, but then you came in so hot with the Kyle Pitts stuff that I. Uh, <laughs> I think I forgot what it was, but that's fine. We're recording another one right after this, so if it comes to you, bring yeah, it up. yeah, okay, we'll do. Um, all right, cool. Let's get into it. Every business says they're better, but the ones that earn and display the BBB seal back it up. It instantly identifies businesses that are committed to operating with integrity, honoring promises, and telling the truth. Makes you wonder why every business doesn't have it. So look for it, because it's looking out for you. That's why it's the sign of a better business. And find a better business anytime at bbb.org. And we're back. Yep, I gotta pull my notes up. Somehow I always forget to do this until <laughs> until the exact second it's needed. Before we started, listeners, John was like, Da-na-na-na-na-na. and of course I know what that is. That's the the X Men animated series theme song. And I, but I was like, why'd you do that? What does that have to do with anything? And he was like, we're doing Wolverine today, and I legitimately logged on to record this podcast. And had completely forgotten that we were talking about Wolverine. We're doing Wolverine today. And what a couple of issues they were. Yeah. But yep. it, it's not what you expected last week, was it? I, I was editing and I was listening to you talk about like, oh, I hope he gives him like some good advice and guidance. Like this isn't the road you want to go down. And it you was just what? so much funnier knowing like what these issues let me, are. Let me, let me save my thoughts on that for towards the end of this episode when the listeners also know what these issues are about fair enough um yeah did you did you remember these ep- these issues coming back to them i know oh, sometimes sometimes yeah. you're like i remember these and sometimes you don't i'm just kind of curious i've known from the beginning like oh eventually we're gonna get to those issues it's funny so before we even started the podcast like last summer like when the podcast was just a very theoretical thing, I actually wrote a letter to, at that time, Colts quarterback Nick Foles, because he reads Marvel Comics and has been in an issue of X-Men. Like, he cameoed in it. He was partying with him. Um, and I was like, hey, Nick Foles, big Colts fan, big fan of you personally, gonna start this podcast. Do you want to come, like, guest on an episode about Wolverine and Spider-Man body swapping? And of course, I never heard back. <laughs> well, maybe we, what we should really do for a bonus episode, you should reach out to him again, and we can do a bonus episode of that comic that he guest starred on. Yeah, so the thing but also, is... But also, but also, it's not like he did any... It's not like a TV show where Nick Foles <laughs> guest starred, so Nick Foles showed up and talked to the people... By Death Star, you just mean somebody drew. He gave them permission to draw him. And what it was, it was like the X-Men threw a party. And they had a bunch of real-life celebrities who apparently like X-Men show up at this party. So it's like, he's there, Stephen Colbert is there. You'd never see Carson Wentz there. 
No. No. <laughs> Who else is there? Uh, Run the Jewels. Do you know those guys? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, Bobby O. Bo- Bobby O's my brother. Um, did you know that, Zach? Or I mean, I know the last like when when someone says O, it's Opat. That's what we always call him, Bobby O. That's like his name. Okay. And uh, he like loves Run the Jewels. They're like kind of political, right? He always yes. tries to get me to listen to them, and I'm like, yeah. I'd probably like them, but I don't care. I'm not a big rap guy, but I've seen him twice, and I would see him a third time if I had a chance. Am I uh, about to embarrass myself? But is there someone named like Killer Mike? That's he's one that? of them. Yeah, and he was in. Was he Wu Tang? He wasn't in Wu Tang. He was oh. a solo. Run the Jewels is like his Wu Tang. That's his group. Oh, okay, but okay. they are cut, 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 cut that last part. No, they're they're kind of similar to Wu Tang. They've actually played with Wu Tang before. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, Rage Against the Machine, like all oh, those okay. really political, yeah, artists. They're all tight. Okay. Tight, tight. What the hell were we talking about again? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Issue 66. This one is titled, Even We Don't Believe This. So right away, opening this, I was like, what is about to happen? And then, gosh, I'm I'm like so sorry, listeners. Like I said, I, I, I do have COVID and my sinuses. I'm pretty congested. So sorry if I sniffle a little bit into all of your ears today. Um, so... Issue 66, even we don't believe this. You open up to the title page, and it's Brian Michael Bendis, who's as bald as ever. I think and he always has been. Well, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> and and he's maybe drawn himself a little jacked, if you ask me. Well, it's Bagley drawing him. Okay. So is that supposed to be... so? So Brian Michael Bendis is on the cover, and he's saying or on the title page, and he says, Hey, my name is Brian Michael Bendis. I'm the writer of Ultimate Spider-Man. Every once in a while, a story comes along that defines a writer. Already reading this, Zach, I was like, this is going to be the stupidest issue I've ever read in my whole life. (laughs) A story so powerful that he doesn't want to tell it, he has to tell it. This is not one of those stories. And then in the background, I'm guessing this is Bagley, who's like chained to it to a chair and he's just drawing the words help me so written by brian michael bendis penciled by mark bagley inked by scott hannah colors jd smith letters chris eliopoulos and assistant editor nick lowe who i only mentioned because he comes up later (laughs) so we open on the parker home and Peter is sleeping. First thing that struck out to me that this was strange is Peter is being yelled at to wake up and he's in jeans and tennis shoes sleeping on his bed. So it means it wasn't a nap. He slept the entire night in jeans and tennis shoes. So right away reading this, I was like, something's weird. And that's not even what's weird. That has nothing to do with it. But did you know? Yeah, it turns out that's the normal part, but it does look funny. Yeah. So Aunt May is like, Peter, get up. And Peter wakes up and he wakes up pretty groggily. 
And he walks downstairs and he sees Aunt May packing up boxes. And he's like, what the hell's going on? And once again, this was weird to me too, because I was like, Aunt May's not, they're not moving. What, what is happening here? Are we in some like, did Peter wake up in like a dream world or something it's like, like the that? Twilight Zone. Yeah, I was like, what did we, wh- why, why did Peter go to sleep in all of his clothes? And why is Aunt May packing up boxes acting like this has been happening before? This is also not the stuff that's weird. This is just normal stuff. I guess they're moving. I don't know. Did we know that? I think this is the introduction of that information. Okay. But so it also makes sense because, you know, they just saw Gwen die at that house. Yeah. Yeah, it does It does make sense. Um, so May is like, well, even though we aren't moving yet, I'm trying to pack up a couple boxes each day. And she tells Peter that they really enjoyed their talk last night. And she knows that they'll get through this and that Peter will have a great day at school. And Peter walks away confused. And he goes into the basement and he sniffs something. And I can't tell what it is. And then he picks up a book. And we also can't really tell what it is. And then we see his eyes get really big and he's like, oh, no. And I won't lie to you, Zach. I I was pretty captivated here about what was going on. Um, I was like, what? What it? What is happening? A lot of Peter. What did Peter miss? Yeah, I think I noticed something. What is that that thing that he picked up and sniffed? What what was in that book that made him say, "Oh no"? This is the great start of a great story. Yeah. Did you notice he also looked at his backpack sitting on the steps? And it's the same green backpack that we saw him rip in half. Oh, wow. We got him. We got him. Zach got him. Good job. Thanks. Um, so we then, just then, MJ shows up at the door and she calls down to the basement to him. And he walks upstairs and she gives Peter a big smooch. And Peter smiles like a weirdo. And that's that's what I wrote in my notes. And and now now it's really like, what is going on? That's the first thing where I was like, what's going on with Peter? You know, because why is he smiling like that? It's it's a credit to Bagley that he can draw the facial expressions and body language in a way where, you know, something's off, but you can't put your finger on it. Like, you can look at that and just know Peter is acting and carrying himself really strangely. Okay, well, there there, there are actually a couple of other things in this shot that made me think that we were in some sort of a, like, dream world. Like, somebody had put Peter in, like, a, a dream world type of thing. Because there's a Batman logo on the fridge. Yeah, I think that's just for fun. And... Um, MJ's scr- none of this stuff matters, so we're wasting too much time on it. But MJ's hair scrunchie is also like very centered in the shot, and it looks like a spider thing. So I'm oh, just yeah. trying to like think, and I'm like, I know Madam Web is like a person. Is she like putting some sort of spell? I I don't know. I thought something cool was going to happen. And instead, <laughs> we have to see that we're about to talk about. 
Well said. Um, so then we cut to Wolverine, who is asleep, mostly naked, and he wakes up, and we can tell just by, like, immediately, I don't know, immediately when it cut to the Wolverine shot, I was like, oh, they switched bodies. That's what happened. Like, I didn't even have to wait until I saw Wolverine be like, what the heck's going on? I was like, oh, that's what's going on with Peter. They switched bodies. That's why he smiled like a creep when, when a 16-year-old girl gave him a kiss. Um. So, yeah, Logan wakes up and he's like, what's going on in here? And uh, Peter and Logan swapped bodies. So Peter, as Logan, runs to the bathroom to look at himself in the mirror. Because he's like, why am I all hairy? What is this? And then he realizes that he's 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 Wolverine. And he accidentally slices through one of his arms with Wolverine's claws. It just kind of pops out and surprises him. Yeah. So we then cut back to Peter and MJ talking. But we know that it's Logan and Mary Jane talking. And... So Logan, as Peter, tells her that he's not going to school. High school is a colossal waste of time. He's going on a a good hunt to find out what's going on. And he's just okay, kind craven. of... Yeah, he's... And he's just kind of being like a dick, for lack of a better word. And, you know, I don't, I don't think I like this Wolverine very much. I think if this was like Hugh Jackman, then... This would still be very fun, but this guy is kind of off-putting to me. Yeah, Ultimate Wolverine, and honestly, a lot of the Ultimate X-Men, just suck so bad. <laughs> I thought you were going to, like, love him. I thought we were going to talk about this, and you were going to, like, love Wolverine and everything. No, absolutely not. He is a total <laughs> creep. The real X-Men, like the the main universe X-Men... You know, nothing but respect for my kings and queens. Yeah, we've, but we've met this Wolverine before, haven't we? And he wasn't this bad, was he? He was not this bad. I think at this point in continuity, though, they've established that he is bad. So Bendis has to acknowledge that. Oh, well, it's funny you say that he's like this in the Ultimates universe, because this morning when I was thinking about the issues, I was like, you know, he's he should be in the Ultimates more than he should be like a superhero, you know. Well, he'd fit in well with them. The guy who wrote Ultimates was also the guy writing Ultimate X-Men. So oh. it's like the same thing. Okay. Um so let's see where are we here? Oh yeah. So Aunt May calls to Peter that someone is on the phone for him and and Wolverine as Peter is rude to Aunt May. He's like give me the phone, lady. It's like, dude, she was handing it to you. And Peter and Wolverine start yelling at each other about like that that they did some stupid mutant trick on them to switch bodies. Oh yeah, that was Peter on the phone calling as Wolverine. Is there a way you wanna you wanna differentiate them when we talk about them? Dude, in my notes I started noticing like I was constantly saying, all right, so Peter and Logan's body, or so that's, Wolverine I, I, and Peter's yeah. body, it's yeah. just, it sucks, but that I the feel like that's how you gotta it. say it. They'll, they'll understand it. They're smart. We, Yeah. Okay, so Peter, as Wolverine, starts screaming at Wolverine as Peter <laughs> about some stupid mutant trick that they did to switch bodies. And Peter's like, 
You have to go to school for me. And He's like, like, I've been late so many times this year. Yeah. I've been tardy so many times this year. They're going to kick me out if you don't go. And I'm like, dude, there's more important things going on. Please, please do not make me read through an issue of Logan in Peter's body sitting in school all day. Just go and meet up with each other and figure out what's going on. Um, but eventually he wears him down. He's like, just like Zach said, he's like, I've been, I've been missing. I've been tardy too many days. You have to go to school. And also don't talk around aunt May. And there's, there's a pretty funny joke at this point where Peter is like yelling at Logan the real Peter is yelling at the real Logan. Like you can't talk around aunt may leave the room. And Logan's like, dude, you need to share more with your family or, or he says something like that. And I'm like, okay, that was funny. Well, I like when he's like, is my aunt around? And uh, Wolverine says the old lady. And she <laughs> hears that. <laughs> she just has this look on her face. Like what the hell did he just call me? <laughs> yeah, that, that was funny. Um, I'm trying to find exactly what what he says. Anyway, I don't know. Oh, he says, you should really think about being more honest with your family. <laughs> and I was like, okay, good stuff. Um, <clears throat> And then they hang up the phone and Peter, as Wolverine, accidentally uh, slices his pinky off with his claws as he like hangs off the hangs up the phone. And then it starts growing back. That Zach, is this is so dumb. It is dumb, but I like the idea that like Peter doesn't know how to extend or retract the claws voluntarily, so he just keeps cutting himself. Yeah, I know. That that is good. That's not what I meant when I said it's so dumb. I mean the whole premise. Is right. So dumb. Because Dude, why can't they just meet up? Why, are we really going to do this thing where Peter's are? It's, it's like they thought Logan, Logan. Logan would never go and sit through class for Peter here. It would that, never happen in a million years. That's the joke, though. They want to have the fun little scenes where it's like he's grumbling about it and he's a fish out of water, and it's like. I think they could reference that. They could tell, have Peter tell him to do that and then like wink and nod and be like, can you imagine how stupid that would be? And it's, it's over. Like we laugh about it once and that would be, yeah, they commit all the way to showing us that (laughs) they do. So we show up at high school and Logan as Peter is like watching the cheerleaders dance around in a really creepy way. And MJ comes up to him and gives him his costume. Oh yeah, he asked MJ to bring him his costume earlier. And he's Peter did. It. Yeah. Well not, not Wolverine. No, Wolverine did. Oh, I thought they it was like the day from before. the very start of the issue. Okay, I missed that then. Yeah. I'm gonna make sure. Yeah, she does. Because he's like talking to her like outside and he's like talking to her in an angry way when he's telling her he's not going to school. And yeah, he's, he's, she's like, I have your costume. And he's like, oh yeah, bring it to me. And he's talking to MJ also in a rude way, just like Aunt May. And then he sees the costume and he, and he's like, oh, this ain't happening. 
didn't he ask her to bring it to him? That's what Which I'm thinking. Did, but he must have thought that it, she she had his Wolverine costume. Now that I reread that one page, that's what he thinks. He's he like, oh, she thinks he has Wolverine's costume. He doesn't have a Wolverine costume in the Ultimate Universe. He wears like a black leather, like uh, Navy SEAL uniform kind of thing, like a special ops looking thing. He looks like uh like how Hugh Jackman dresses in the first movies. Yeah. Okay, listen listen to the, this is the conversation between them. She's she's like, "Are you back to being Spider-Man?" And he's like, "What?" And he's like, "Do you have to go out as Spider-Man?" Cuz he says he's skipping school. And he's like, "Spider-Man. Yes. That's that's where yeah, that yeah, I'm Spider-Man." <laughs> And she's she's like, I still have your costume at my house. Yes, good. Do you want it back? Yes, yes. Where is it? It's at my house. Should I go get it? Yes. Leave here and go get it. We're late for school. Doesn't matter. Just go do that. <laughs> so, and then she shows up with his costume and he's like, this is not happening. And it's like, dude, what? He must have just wanted her to go away. Yeah. Cause actually. Because it's like, that's exactly what he asked for. He knows what Spider-Man's costume looks like. He's not seeing yeah. it for the first time right now. Yeah. So Logan, as Peter, is walking around the school when he runs into a police officer who's like, hey, you got to get to class. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And he runs away and he tries to climb a wall, but he falls off the wall onto the cop. And then he just starts like beating him. <laughs> And he goes, sorry, Pally, you got in the way. No, he didn't. (laughs) He just said, get back to class. Yeah. He was like legit going to murder this cop. Right then, as Logan is about to murder this unnamed police officer, um, Peter, as Logan, shows up and stops him from beating on the cop too hard. And then they yell at each other a bit about whose fault it is, which is the second time that they've done that now. And Peter just keeps yelling at Logan that he needs to go to class, which is like all Peter cares about in this situation. He like doesn't care about getting fixed. Like, Zach, they should just, they're together. Go to Professor X. He'll fix it. It'll take, like, luckily there's, a guy who can fix the problem in this universe who like you're friends with. Yeah, that would make sense. But instead, I, they, instead Peter's got to go to poetry class. (laughs) I'm, I'm also noticing something when, uh, Logan as Peter is about to, you know, is beating on this cop. He's holding his hand in such a way. It's not like cocked back with the elbow up, like how you would actually punch someone. It looks like he thinks he has claws for a second. Like he's used to popping his claws in that situation and then slashing someone. <laughs> but he's in Peter's body, so obviously that's not going to happen. But it looks like that's what his muscle memory is like trying to do. You know, I wonder also if does does Wolverine have like super strength or does he just like invulnerable? Like who's he, stronger, Peter Parker or Wolverine, do you think? probably peter parker because he's got like the proportional strength of a spider so i but wonder if Wolverine is also strong like, totally annihilated this guy's skull if he oh, like, yeah. punched him yeah well yeah because he's not used to that strength you mean yeah well i mean logan is jacked like i think he's stronger than a 
human for sure. Yeah. But, but he's yeah, not like super soldier strong. As as, as Spider-Man not holding back, he probably could just eviscerate someone's head. Yeah. <laughs> Without the claws. Right. So Peter, yeah, he's like, dude, you've got to go to class. I'm going to get expelled. He's like, you can't just go to school. You have to go to class. And Logan finally gives in and he tells Peter that he's a bit high strung. And then Peter or Logan, as Peter walks into class and the teacher's like, you're late, Peter. Thanks for showing up, man. And Peter immediately sits down and then is like, I have to go to the bathroom and stands up to go to the bathroom to leave. And the teacher rightly is like, no, you don't sit your ass back down in that seat or you're going to get expelled. And it's kind of funny watching Logan have to just turn around and sit down. I don't think he'd do that. I think he'd just walk out of the school. But that's not what he does. It's so funny how, like, he just can't accept the reality of what he's being asked to do in that situation. He's like, I came to the school. What more do you want from me? Okay, now go to class. (laughs) Okay, I showed up to the class. What more do you want from me? Now sit down and stay in the class the whole time. (laughs) Well, they they did have this plan where Peter... The real Peter was like, dude, just go sit in class, go to class, let them take attendance, and then say you have to use the restroom. And that is kind of what Logan did, but there was no acting about it at all. He, like, walked in, sat on his desk for one second, and was like, I have to go to the bathroom and stood up to leave. So he, like, broke the plane of the door. He's like, all right, I stepped in the room. (laughs) And... Then, is it Flash Thompson that's sitting behind him? Or is that just a yeah. different, like, bully? I, okay, I think that's Flash. So, Flash Thompson, from behind, flicks Logan in the ear. And it looks to me like Peter is about to, like, go feral and, like, attack him. And Flash he, looks pretty scared, but then we cut away from it. He growls at him. Oh, is that? Okay. I thought he was about to, like, leap up and, like, manhandle him. He, like, turns around and growls at Flash, and Flash yeah. is, like, obviously terrified, because anyone that growls at you, just walk away. Just don't mess with them anymore. Yeah. And then we cut to 45 minutes later. They're still in class. This is what made me say it's poetry class, because the teacher's talking about poetry. And Peter, as Logan, is outside, and... He's like, oh my god, he ditched me. I can't believe that 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 he ditched me. Because Logan never came back from class. So, just then, as they're waiting, a drive-by shooting happens, like, right outside the school. And Peter, as Logan, springs into action, and he starts, like, jumping on the cars and slashing and smashing. And then we cut back to the classroom where all of the kids are like grouped at the window now. And they're like, oh, my God, look at what's going on outside. There's someone fighting on the cars or something. And Logan, as Peter, is the only kid looking the other way. And he just says, idiot kid. And that's the second funny joke in this issue that I thought that one was. Um, Is that the end? Was that the end of the issue? Yeah. Yeah. So, what'd you think? <laughs> well, you clearly didn't like it. 
I didn't. And I also didn't like that there's this random like drive-by shooting that happens right at the school. Like it just doesn't feel like any of this is actually realistic, which I know we're in a comic book. <laughs> but it's like, oh, they happen to switch bodies and now there's a drive-by shooting right outside the school where they both happen to be. I don't know. It like seems like it's a little written to me. It's less realistic than the rest of the series has been. Like, if the whole series had been this silly, I think this would feel more fine. But it's like, it feels like a reach now. Because this was never the tone before. No. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, I think it's it's a fun little romp. It's, you know, nothing to write home about. But, um... Do we have a scale? Um, we do have a scale. Okay, so some other things that I know we kind of talked about it as it happened, but Logan's really creepy in this issue. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I can't separate myself from the fact that he's like a grown adult man. He's actually like hundreds of years old, and he's like lusting after these like teenage high schoolers you know yeah it's like weird no matter what so and i don't know if they drew it like that or if it was supposed to just be like a little like joke kind of but it's just weird i think at the time they thought it was funny i think they knew it was wrong but i think they thought it was funny to make wolverine a little creepy a little perv yeah um and he talks to Aunt May and MJ so rudely. And, um, you know, I like Wolverine as Hugh Jackman. So I don't even like this representation of him at all. Even reading him like this, I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't like this. So, yeah. yeah it all I, goes I, back to Mark Millar invented this character for the Ultimate Universe. He did not, he had never read X-Men. He based this entire series the ultimate X-Men series off of the first movie and then just whatever he wanted to write. So he ended up making all of the characters like way less interesting and complex as they normally are. Yeah. And he but made even in the Wolverine first movie, such they're a like good. I mean, I don't know. The first right. movie's good. <laughs> right. But then you put it through the Mark Millar filter and you come yeah. out with, and pervy. Wolverine's not even a perv in that he spends like the whole movie protecting rogue. Who is like a younger girl, you know? And that's what he's always doing. Like, uh, Kitty Pride, Jubilee, like, he's got all of these teenage, like, almost foster daughter characters that he normally, like, takes in and mentors, and it's super wholesome. And this Wolverine would never do that. I would never trust this Wolverine <laughs> to do that. Yeah. Um, okay, so I do have a scale for this one. I, I, I gave it out of 10 Freaky Fridays. Okay. But if you have a better scale, then you can do that. No, we can do that. Um, I give it a 7 out of 10 Freaky Fridays, because I feel like that's generally just like a an average episode and or issue. And I liked it, this one better than the next one. I also liked this one better than the next one. I don't know. I'm giving this one a 4 out of 10 Freaky Fridays. Okay. Yeah. Valid. Mileage may vary on this issue. I'm sure there's people out there who love this. I had more fun talking about it than I did reading it. 
Yeah. So <laughs> that's I almost even boosted it up to a five based on the the fun that we had. Well, well, that's good. I'm glad we had fun. <laughs> yeah. All right. We got anything else for it? Or we want to get into nope. uh, 67. Get into the next one. All right. Um, this next one written by the same creative team. Um, and on the title page, we get another fun little like mini comic like we did last time. Um, and it's a three panel sequence of Brian Michael Bendis introducing himself and choking some guy out. And now, and, and now he's like, now he's like, he looks like like a big child bully, kind of, you know, as opposed to like, he looked like an adult in the last one. I feel like now he looks more like Kong. I was literally going to say, I wonder if Kong, because he created Kong. Kong isn't like a character from anything else. It almost makes me wonder if that's like his self insert character. Yeah, him in high school. Yeah. Um. So... We get this three-panel sequence. He's choking a guy out. He tells the guy he's choking out to tell us who he is. And the guy's like, I'm Nick Lowe. I'm an assistant editor here. And BMB says, and what do you have to tell these people? And Nick Lowe says, this arc was my idea, and I'm sorry. I didn't know he was really going to do it. I was just kidding around. And Bendis, is, Bendis tosses him aside and says, now go fix my spelling. And we hear Nick Lowe say from off panel, Brian Vaughn knows how to spell. Who I had to look up, and that's another comic book writer. Yes. Very famous. <laughs> oh, um, is he? Yeah. Especially okay. around this time. I could see why like you would compare Brian Michael Bendis and Brian K. Vaughn to each other. Okay. Uh, um, Bendis tells us that this is the last part of the story he promises, and even he couldn't milk three issues out of it. Which I thought was kind of funny and and self aware. He knows he like his decompressed storytelling drags stuff out. I think it's funny and self aware also that they know that these are the stupidest issues on the planet. <laughs> but well, that doesn't make them less stupid. Just just because you're like, sorry, we wrote these terrible comics for you. <laughs> this issue. You know, as much as I have problems with them, I even think they're like overdoing this whole bit about like, oh, don't these suck so bad? Don't we suck for making them? It's like, yeah, I, I think so too. Yeah. It's almost giving them credit for this being like a super original idea that wasn't worth doing. And it's like, no, that's not what sucks about it. What sucks about it is that this is a super common idea, you know? Like, yeah, it, it's not like, Nick Lowe had, you know, just a burst of like brilliance and was like, what if we had two characters switch bodies? That happens everywhere. That happens all the time. That's like saying, what if we did a Christmas special? You know? Yeah. And I know we haven't even read, you know, 50% of the issues yet, but there's also, I don't know, it would be a good idea with a good story. You know, what if Spider Man and Wolverine switched bodies? That's not a terrible premise on its face, but there are better it, ways it, to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I will say my favorite part of going through these has been the difference of them trying to figure out each other's bodies. So like Peter not realizing how to control the claws and like Wolverine not having any idea how to like stick to the wall. Like 
those kind of things are funny, you know, lean into the fact yeah. of like, oh, I, I usually can do this super easy or wow, I didn't expect, you know, I, I went to pick this thing up and I threw it through the ceiling because I was too strong and I wasn't yeah. used to it being that light, you know, <laughs> my something like that. Parts, my favorite parts were whenever Peter would be like freaking out and like about going to school or something like that. And Wolverine's just like, you need to calm down. Okay. This is not. <laughs> I almost half expect him to like offer him a joint. Like here, take the edge off. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. One last thing before we leave uh, Nick Lowe. This is now kind of a f- even funnier panel um, with like modern read on it because back then he was just an assistant editor. He is now the main editor of Spider-Man. He's like, the driving force behind what happens in the comics. And so he's a pretty um, controversial figure right now. Cause there's a lot of stuff happening in the books that people don't like. And we should have invited him on the pod. We should have, man, Nick Lowe, if you're hearing this, come on, tell us what yeah. it was like getting choked out by Brian Michael Bendis. Yeah, this, this would probably be, if this is actually what happened, it would probably be a funny story to hear how this these issues came to be. I do believe, t- like, he probably did float the idea. Anyways, um, we open on the actual story, and uh, we're back at, like, the car crash scene, and Peter in Wolverine's body is pinned under a smoking car with cops standing around him with their guns drawn. And a cop asks Peter if he's hurt and if he can move under there. And Peter says, well, there's a car on me. And the cop says, if you can move, slowly move yourself out from under there. No funny mutant moves. We saw your claws. We know you are who you are, mutant. And Peter starts to get out from under the car and looks shocked at the cops pointing their guns at him. And this was something else I didn't like. I don't think he should be shocked because... I think the point is like, wow, they're discriminating against me because I'm a mutant all of a sudden. But cops are always pointing their guns at you. They don't like Spider-Man either. Yeah, even if he was Spider-Man, they'd still be pointing their guns at him. Yeah. Um, And meanwhile, in the classroom, uh, all of the students, except for Mary Jane and Wolverine and Peter's body, are standing up and staring out the window. And the kids are talking about how that guy must be a mutant. And someone recognizes him as the guy from the X-Men. And Logan in Peter's body has his hand covering his face in embarrassment. And MJ looks his way as he's running out of the room. And because they know it's a mutant thing, Liz Allen says, we should be sent home. They should be sent home. There was a drive-by shooting two seconds away from the school. They should at least be under lockdown like crazy. I was going to say, then it should be like a shelter in place. It shouldn't be, you know send them outside yeah they should not all be gathered outside the wind gathered at the windows right but of course liz isn't saying it for that reason she's saying it because she hates mutants yeah and meanwhile outside the cops are telling peter in logan's body to put his hands in the air and he complies but his claws pop out his knuckles as he says aw nuts and the cops yell at him to drop the weapon, and Peter yells, Here, here, you do it. I don't know how. 
See, like that's the kind of stuff that I like about this issue. Yeah. Those are the the redeeming qualities. And they tell him he has to the count of three. And Peter's like, oh, screw this. And takes off running, saying, sorry, guys, I have some other stuff to do today. And Logan in Peter's body watches from behind a tree as Peter in Logan's body gets tased. And the cops say, told you not to run. What's your problem? And Peter says, I'm usually faster. Again, that is awesome. That's, that's funny. That's yeah. so funny. Because he's he's doesn't have like super speed or anything, and he's weighed down by an adamantium skeleton. He would be slow. And they cuff him and load him into a cop car as Logan in Peter's body chases them and tries to stop them. And the cops hold him back as Peter yells out the window, Help me! But put on the costume! Don't go out in public without it! And Logan yells to him, I hate you! And Peter yells back, I hate you way more! Fix this! And on the next page, we see Peter in jail being handed a cell phone. Or sorry, not a cell phone, a phone. On the next page, we see Peter in jail being handed a phone for his one phone call. And the cops tell him they called the feds and they have special agents just for troublemaking mutants like him who are on their way. And he takes the phone and asks the operator to transfer him to Xavier's school in Westchester. And we see at the X-Men mansion, Kitty Pride is the one who answers the call. And she says, Xavier School for Gifted Youngsters, Gifted Youngsters speaking. And she recognizes Logan's voice. And Peter has to explain to her that it's Spider-Man, but he's trapped in Logan's body. And Kitty says, that sounds just like that movie. And when Peter asks which one, she says, I don't know, there's like ten of them. And... Kitty starts laughing and passes the phone to Storm, but Peter's claws accidentally pop out and slice the prison phone in half. And, of course, the guards think he did it on purpose, and they tase him again. Meanwhile, in an alleyway, Logan is talking to himself about how much he doesn't want to wear Peter's costume. And he eventually puts on the Spider-Man mask because he can respect Peter not wanting people to recognize him. But he says he ain't wearing no tights, so he just has the mask on with street clothes. And he starts experimenting with wall climbing and using the web shooters to try and figure out how Peter does it. And I said we get a scene right out of the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie where he tries web swinging for the first time and smacks right into the side of a building. And later, Peter is sitting in his prison cell when he hears a commotion he looks over and sees logan in his body he and also mask. <clears throat> so he also says something sometimes it's funny when whenever peter says stuff you know the exact opposite's like about to happen because he's like he's just sitting in prison and he's like well this isn't that bad at least it's quiet in here and then like immediately you see spider-man come in beating up a bunch of guards yeah if peter were smart he would like reverse psychology he karma would keep all of his happy thoughts to himself <laughs> he would say man i just know some supervillain is going to come ruin my day today i just know aunt may is not going to give me like 200 dollars and say go take mary jane out on yeah. a nice date that would never yeah. happen <laughs> so 
he hears a commotion and he looks over and sees Logan in his body and mask beating up the cops in jail. And one of their guns goes off in the skirmish and the bullet hits Peter in the forehead. But because of Wolverine's adamantium skeleton and his healing factor, um, he's fine. And we never actually see the wound. The bullet just kind of pops out a while later. And Logan helps tell Peter how to free himself and instructs him to pop a cloth through the keyhole of the cell door. And Peter does it and frees himself. And then for some reason, instead of going out the front door, they flee to the roof. And Peter asks where his costume is. And Logan says he ain't wearing that stupid costume. And he's done with the smelly mask, too. He takes off the mask. And Peter says, you want to talk about smelly? You need to do a full body shampoo, man. You need to wash everywhere. And they start bickering and trying to figure out how this happened. And Logan asks Peter what he was doing last night. What what would be funny is if <clears throat> like there was a couple of scenes of Peter like showering and shaving, you know, like as Wolverine <laughs> or something. Just because trying to clean like, him up a bit. Like when yeah, like when he wakes up, he's like, This is disgusting. I have to take a shower. And then Wolverine would be really mad that his sideburns are gone or something like that. See, that John, you should have written this episode, this issue. Thanks. Um So Logan asks Peter what he was doing last night, and he's trying to imply that maybe Peter fought some villain with like the magical or mental powers to switch them. But Peter says all he did was work on homework, talk to his girlfriend on the phone, and fall asleep in his clothes reading The Hobbit. So that explains why he was why Logan woke up in his clothes uh in the previous issue. Oh my gosh, he he did even say fell asleep in my clothes. I didn't realize that until just now. Oh yeah. I wow. thought that's what you were getting at, at that, the whole and time. I even mentioned that earlier, that that was weird. Oh, yeah. wow. Brian Michael Bendis, you savant. I wish so bad there had also been, like, a copy of The Hobbit next to his pillow. That would have made it. Yeah, maybe there was. I don't know. There wasn't. I was looking for okay. it. He probably dropped it. If you fall asleep reading yeah. a book, that book's not going to be wherever you left it. Yeah. Um... And Peter snaps back that he's not the mysterious mutant with a mysterious past who lives in a mysterious mansion with a bunch of other mysterious mutants. And this could easily be Wolverine's fault. And they hear a boom and a scream on the street below. He's, he's actually, <clears throat> he's actually like, right. <laughs> <laughs> but I did think that this was kind of getting set up to be that this was going to be Peter's fault somehow. Because for two entire issues now, all he said to Logan is like, what did you do? This is all your fault. Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. He just yells at him every time they talk to each other. And he keeps bringing up. He's like, I don't know what your mutant stuff is all about. Like, yeah, this could so easily be your people. Yeah. Um. So they hear a boom and a scream on the street below. And... Peter says, let's take care of this and then get back to our conversation. And Wolverine tries to stop him because he's no hero. But Peter says, sorry, come with me or don't. I gotta go. And jumps off the roof. 
And on the ground below, Shocker is running around with a sack of money. Is Shocker in? It's Shocker. Dude, he looks different every time we see him. No, he doesn't. He's always wearing purple, and he's got the stupid vibrators on his hand. I thought Shocker was yellow. You're thinking of movie Shocker or something? You're thinking of Electro, but that's not even our Electro either. Dude, this guy... No, I know. I, I wasn't thinking of Electro, but yeah, I yeah, I, Electro is kind of. Oh, okay. I know what you mean. Yeah, that's regular Shocker. I don't know. I didn't know that this was Shocker. Yeah. Okay. Um, but he's literally running with a sack with a dollar sign on it, and he's like blowing <laughs> up cars and telling people to get out of the way. So it's not even clear what crime he just did, but he's definitely doing some crime. Um, and Peter you know, jumps in front of him and starts to banter. But Logan tells him to shut up. He says, don't make your stupid little jokes when you're in this state. You're making me look bad. I have an image. And Peter yells back, you have an aroma. And the two of them stand there for a moment, arguing with each other in front of Shocker and a crowd of civilians. And while they're talking, Logan webs Shocker in the chest and yanks him towards them. And Peter easily knocks him out by stopping his momentum with one of Logan's fists. And just then, the rest of the X-Men appear behind them, coming out of their plane, which is still a B-2 bomber when it should be an SR-71 Blackbird. That still bugs me. <laughs> and also, that I thought that well, plane crashed. Well, it bugs me that every time we see the X-Men, they're doing some stupid-ass pose with, like, angelic light behind them. Can they just, like, appear like normal people? <laughs> they don't just walk up and say, hey, what's up? Yeah, they, they like, plan this, like, for hours, it seems like, how they're going to appear. They could have showed up so much earlier, but they had to get, like, yeah. the fog machine and the backlight ready. <laughs> um, And Gene walks up to Peter and points in his face and says, I told you to stop hitting on me, Logan. And Peter says, wait, what? And Peter's er, Jean starts to repeat herself, but then I think she telepathically realizes that she's not talking to Logan and just says, wait, and then goes over to Peter's body and continues what she was saying. And but that I, I, I thought to myself, oh, that's cool. She telepathically realized she's talking to the wrong person. But then I was like, no, they showed up because they know that peter and logan switched bodies oh yeah she should just know this immediately why did she ever go (laughs) to the wrong body so it's like even when it's trying to be smart it ends up stupid yeah good good catch yeah um and we find out what happened logan kept hitting on gene after she told him to stop so she telepathically sent his mind wherever it least wanted to be and she says she didn't choose to send it into Peter's body and didn't know that's what would happen. That was just where Logan's subconscious didn't want to be. And That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, I don't buy that it. That is so that's such a dumb reason for this to have happened. He should have like so <laughs> much traumatic like backstory baggage with all of these other characters like villains and stuff like I bet he would want to be in Sabretooth's body even less than Spider-Man's. Like, what does he have against Spider-Man? He's maybe kind of annoying. And that's also, 
that's such a stupid thing for Jean Grey to do. Because yeah, what if what if that's where it was? What if it went into to Sabretooth or something, and now Sabretooth is X Men, and they can like I, I mean, there's that's just so dumb. <laughs> also, if a lady tells you to stop hitting on her, obviously you leave her alone. But the punishment here does not fit the crime. Well, is Logan gonna learn to respect women from this? He woke up. And made out with a 16-year-old girl. Then he went to high school and oogled a bunch of other 16-year-old girls as cheerleaders. And then I feel like one other thing happened also. Oh, it's a, we haven't heard about it yet. It's, well, it's and, he was rude to, and he was rude and to Aunt May. Yeah, and he was rude to Aunt May and MJ the entire day. So he didn't learn his lesson at all about treating women nicer. Yeah, there's no way he learned anything from this. It's like when you, you know, when you punish a cat or a dog for something they did hours ago, you know, like they tear up your couch and you come home and you're like, bad, and they have no idea what you're talking about. That's, that's Logan's mind right now. <laughs> um, so, uh, Gene switches their consciousnesses, consciousnesses, happens once an episode, folks, back into the correct bodies, and Peter says, Ow, what did you do to my shoulder? And Logan says, yeah, uh, I might have accidentally hurt you. Which, again, is funny, because Wolverine probably just throws himself around like a bowling ball and doesn't care. Yeah. But, like, Peter can actually hurt his shoulder. And then we get an iconic panel of Peter telling the X-Men, God, you know why people hate you? It's not because you're mutants. It's because you're all a bunch of That's why. You uh, And then he angrily swings away. It, it is it is like such a short-sighted thing for Jean Grey to do. If if we really are just going to take the story as it is and be like this is why she did this. This is what happened. It's such an irresponsible use of her powers. Like, dear God, there are people on Earth who are telepaths who are so powerful, and this is what one of them is doing with it? Like, this because is how she thinks is okay? Even if she's like, I didn't know that it'd be Peter. Did you know it would be someone? <laughs> <laughs> it's still some random person. There's, or, or did I, I mean, maybe if she was like, I thought it would like be in a rock or something. I tried to move his consciousness to a rock and I guess it did this like, you know, but I don't know. <laughs> Just put his mind in its own little cage. Like let him think for a week that he's a three-year-old girl. Like that would maybe be funny. Yeah. And it doesn't affect anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> this is. Yep. Um, Gene says, I should send him a basket of something. Say I'm sorry. I didn't mean to involve him. And Colossus asks, why am I a... I was just standing here. <laughs> and Cyclops taunts Wolverine and asks him, so how was high school, Logan? And Logan smiles creepily, because again, he's thinking about, you know, 
how well he did with all the underage and girls. We, and then we immediately cut to like a panel of MJ. So yes. those, those two like go back to back. Yeah. So we see Peter show up at his doorstep to find Mary Jane waiting for him. And she tells him he was a real jerk today. And he says, I'm sorry, that wasn't me. And they hug and make up. And Mary Jane whispers to him, can I ask you something? That thing you tried to do this morning. Can we not do that until we're older? And Peter looks shocked at the reader and the issue ends. That's so gross. <laughs> it's terrible. You can tell they they published that, sent it to the printers, and like thought they dropped the mic. And they were like, how funny is this? So get this. Get this. A grown-ass man who's a superhero like sexually assaulted this teenage girl under the guise of being her boyfriend that's her age how crazy is that isn't that that's, so goofy that's crazy wow that you're right guys that is crazy yeah, that, like, so, don't publish dude, that that's crazy that's why it's like gene gray really didn't think this one through at all <laughs> like you know also just not, not that, very good not that it makes it any better for him like if she says leave me alone obviously leave her alone but like from what little of ultimate x-men i could stand to read i know they had like a pretty long will they won't they like she had sex with him in like the first few issues and then kept flirting with him for a long time and apparently now it's like so much of a problem that she's like well i'm gonna make it other people's problem too this whole issue just doesn't make so, sense. So is Peter going to tell MJ what happened? Or is he going to keep this secret? That's That'd be kind of heavy to know that someone was in your body and, you know, did stuff with your wife or girlfriend. Molested your that's, that's, girlfriend. That's, like, that's, that's pretty messed up, you it's know? So, so bad. <laughs> yeah no it's really that's uh you know that's really bad there's like a movie about it face off have you ever seen that movie oh i yeah i couldn't finish it it's great great movie <laughs> <laughs> but uh i kind of i get the sense that they didn't think this would be as big of a problem as it is because this now becomes like the takeaway of the entire story not oh look at all the hijinks they got up to it's like Oh yeah, Logan Logan sexually assaulted Mary Jane. Holy without, shit, are we, without her knowing. Are we going to address that? Is this ever going to come up again? That's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Well, it wasn't as big of a deal 22 years ago or whenever, I guess. <laughs> I guess that, that's the best we can say is uh, apparently they thought this was cool. Yeah. Um what what do you uh what do you think of this one man so we did get more of the like body humor that i was talking about like my favorite joke was when spider peter is running in wolverine's body and he's like so slow he can't get away from cops yeah. and he t fully expected to i liked stuff like that but obviously you know the very end it already wasn't on a great trajectory, but the very end just ruins the legacy of these like two issues. Um, I I have a scale for us. I'm going to give this six out of ten jokes that didn't age well. 
Um, okay, I have this one out of two out of ten, and my grading scale was let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> well said. So two two out of ten jokes that didn't age well. Gosh, this like could have been a better issue. This this could have been a better idea. You know, if they like met up, if they like woke up in each other's bodies and went and met up with Professor X and like had to figure out what was happening. That's such a better story than what if they switch bodies and Logan has to spend a day in high school and he's like, you know, he's, he kind of likes it because he likes looking at all the high school girls. Like, wouldn't that be funny? You know, that's not as good of an issue. No, and then they kept trying to, like, like, there's so many plot beats that just don't matter. Like, they happen for a couple of pages, and then they don't matter at all. Like, why did they have to fight the the Shocker? They took him out in one punch. Like, that was, I did think that was kind of funny, that they were, like, arguing with each other, and just, like, very easily, like, dispatched of this guy while fighting with each other. That was one of my, like, positives in that issue. But, okay. but but you're right that it it happened in the same way that the drive-by shooting happens, where it's like they just happen to be like hanging out, and just because we need to put in like five more pages, like and now a drive-by shooting happens that they need to intervene in, and now a bank robbery happens, and they have to go and do that in their own bodies. You know, like I I get your point. It feels very like coincidental. Yeah. So anyways, that happened. I think that, wow, what what could have been if Peter started Spider-Manning again and was just beating criminals to a pulp because he was upset about Gwen and Logan had to come in and like give him a talk <laughs> about about not not becoming uh, whatever. I don't know. The, the problem with that is that's just not this Logan. Ultimate Universe Logan is just not the he's not the like gruff chiseled good guy. He's not a good guy. He just isn't, you know. Yeah. He's the kind of guy who does sleazy stuff and like will <laughs> actually kill a cop for getting in the way. For telling him to go to class. Yeah. <laughs> he goes Logan Logan runs away from him, then Falls on him and starts beating him, and he's like, "Sorry, Pally, you got it in the way." In the way of what? You weren't <laughs> even doing anything. Cutting class, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This this issue is just wild. Anyways, you got anything else for us? Did um, you think of what you were going to say earlier? No, it was, it was probably nothing. We might have even oh, talked about it. I've got something. We teased this last time. Um, oh, from our uh, our our uh, correspondence in the field? Is that what we're about to get to? Yeah, I didn't actually get this from her. It was just like all over the internet. So I didn't think it was worth like logging back on and us recording more last week. Because when they announced the Ultimate Spider-Man stuff, I mean, it was cool. We got like the cover page. So we've seen the art. We have had it confirmed that it's going to be Peter Parker 
it's going to be like a middle-aged Peter Parker kind of based off of like Peter B. Parker from the Spider-Verse movies. Oh. So I think people are excited at the idea that we're going to get a grown-up Peter who's maybe married to MJ, maybe has kids, and we just get to see a different side that we we aren't given a lot. Um, seems like that's the direction it's going, but we didn't really find out anything more than that. That sounds good. Yeah. Okay, I can dig it. I'm definitely intrigued, and I, I saw someone make the the correlation because obviously there's a part of me that was just a little bit hoping we'd come back to this series and spend more time with this peter because i spent so much time with him and you know well who's to to... say it's not just in the future i think we know it's not okay it's a good thought but but the (laughs) point was in 2000 when this ultimate spider-man came out the point was the main Spider-Man that we had in the regular comics, he was an adult. He was married. He was having more mature adventures. And this filled the hole of having a young Peter who like is in high school and just learning what he's doing. And now the roles are kind of reversed. They're like, they have since undone Peter and Mary Jane's marriage in the main universe. And they have him consistently kind of like, acting like he's in his mid twenties when he really shouldn't be. Um, and so now this is this ultimate Spider-Man is filling the other void to where we, we now get like a mature Peter. Hmm. So I think that's interesting. That's like, that's a good, good way to look at it is like, there should always be at least two versions in comics and you can go to whichever one you prefer. Okay. Um, have you seen, loki or gen v at all i haven't i haven't had a chance to watch any tv let's do another another week of me saying that both of those shows are pretty good and getting better especially gen v and don't have anyone to talk about them with well i'll do my best but also i'm going on vacation next week so i don't think i'm going to be able to watch much tv then either yep nice well, I'd ask where you're going, but maybe we'll just talk about it in the next episode. Yes, the next episode that the listeners will hear while I'm while I'm gone. Yep. All right. Uh, we want to end it here. Um. Yep. Thank you to Ian Hickey for the music. Is Alyssa Seaman also our correspondent in the field? You know, I feel comfortable promoting her to that. Let's let's start saying that. Okay, well, thank you, Alyssa Seaman, for the artwork and for your field correspondence. And thank you to all the webheads for listening and leaving us a review. You can find us the First Read Ultimate Spider-Man podcast on Spotify or Apple Music. And you can come and chat with us on Instagram at First Read Podcast. Send us an email at firstreadspidey at gmail.com or find us on YouTube, First Read Ultimate Spider-Man podcast. See you next week. Bye.